Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And I know you hear it every week when I say we come to you every Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, and we do enjoy your phone calls. So you can always give us a buzz at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can also give us an a, a email at the, the Skipper, Bud, uh, Skipper Buds, at the Smokies inbox at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And uh, so we'll try to, you know, get to those during the show if you you feel a little afraid about uh, calling and talking on the air. But don't worry about that. Me and Bushy are nice guys. Yeah, speaking of Bushy, Dan Bush is here somewhere in the the, uh, compound. (laughs) He's here somewhere. And I am Tom Neubauer. And sitting in for part-time Nick Bodie is Evan Heffelfinger. Evan, I got to ask you. What's the origin of the last name Heffelfinger? What um, country? It's either Swiss or German. We're still kind of trying to trace it. We thought it was German for a while, but the past couple of years we found out there's a town in Switzerland called uh, Heffelberger or something like that, and yeah. it's, that's where we think we're from. Well, Heffelfinger. That's a, you don't hear that one much. No, you don't. You might be the only one in the, in the phone book with that name. There's two uh, <laughs> Heffelfinger families in Milwaukee, and we went to rival schools, and we always get confused for each other. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And not related? Not related at all. Huh. That's weird. What's the last name? Heffelfinger. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> when you get mad at somebody, do you give them the Heffelfinger? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny, Evan. Okay. Anyway, well, hey, Danny, how's it going? Well, <laughs> I'm driving into work, and I got the new truck, right? Yep. And it's got that touchscreen on there, that info, information yeah. center. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like NASA. So, yeah, like NASA. So I, <laughs> I get this, I get this thing. The sign goes across, you know, this uh, warning across, the, and it's talking about what did it say? Something about uh, texting causes you take. To, to, causes you to take your eyes off the road or something or whatever. But you got to read it yeah. while you're driving. And so <laughs> to turn that off, you got to click OK that you acknowledge the message. Well, guess what you got to do to click OK? You got to take your eyes off the road. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Doesn't, doesn't make it? sense. No, it's, it's making me do the very thing it's telling me not to do take my eyes off the road. I've gotten it a couple of times, and you got to click OK every time. 
just to get the goddamn thing off. Oh, man. You think it would just be up there and go off after five, ten seconds, you know? I mean... Yeah, uh, so I'm 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 taking baby steps with the truck now. I've learned how to air conditioning, heat, radio. Today I used the cruise control for the first time. I'm, each day it's a goal to use another button on that gosh darn thing. The only the only problem with the thing, Tom, I bought a new truck, but it's not a truck. It's a Cadillac, and I'm thinking to myself, my old trucks, even when they were nearly new, I drove them like a truck. I I couldn't wait to drive down a Canadian rugged trail yeah, with yeah. a little aluminum boat to launch in some wilderness lake back in 1990. I couldn't wait to take my uh, uh, Ford F-150 and go powering through some tree branches to get to our cabin. Or farm fields and get stuck or in farm them like fi- you did. Farm fields. Well, I wouldn't have got stuck at that four-wheel yeah, drive. right, exactly. Switch hadn't gone. But yeah, I yeah. deliberately like to, oh, the deer's up in the corner of the field. Boom, 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 plowing through the field. Yeah. You know, the overcut corn with the stalks banging up. They'd be stuck underneath the bottom of the truck. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to do that with this truck. I'm like, I can't do that stuff with this thing. It's got a spoiler. The front has like a, you know, I had a, a 76 Trans Am that those were notoriously low to the ground. Yeah, yeah. You, the curbs were eating those up all the time. Yeah. Well, this isn't that low, but for a truck, it is low. Okay. So it's like... I'm not going to be driving that in some ruts on Lake of the Woods where you're, you know, you big ruts yeah. with the frozen ice oh, and slush yeah, and yeah. snow. I'll break that front spoiler. Yeah. Huh. So it's a highway truck, I guess, now. <laughs> I, You know what, Danny? Unless I get crazy, you know, who knows? Maybe I think down the road, you will. Ten years. Right now, it's a $40,000 truck, <laughs> right, in my mind. Like, yeah, yeah. But maybe down the road, I'll... And the paint job is just too cool to get dirty. You know, well, I like dirty's good on a truck. Mud on a truck is an attractive look. Where if it gets splattered, just like art, just right. artfully so along the sides, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to, Art-fled I used to. Mud in, matter of fact, the best looking mud on a truck is up there in Douglas County. They got that uh, Namaji River red uh, clay kind oh. of. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a red clay in the uh, the soil up there. Mm-hmm. So if you get that mud, it looks really cool. It was uh, at least on my black truck. It was kind of reddish looking. <laughs> You got to have mud on your truck you if you have... pull up to some sodbuster bar with a bunch of tough guys because you got to look tough walking in the yeah. door. And the best thing to do is have mud on your truck and your boots when you walk in the door in a flannel shirt. Nobody will mess with you. Yeah. Have... They'll be buying you one. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. Okay. Rules to survive. And don't look at their girlfriends for too long. No, no. You better it's like not do looking that. at the sun. You got to look quick and look away. They'll find you hanging in a tree, they'll gut you like a deer. Yeah. I think the most rough place I was ever in was up in uh, International Falls years ago. I went to some little place to get a burger. Dad was back at the motel. We we were going to go into Canada fishing. We stopped there to make it a shorter trip and cross the border the next day. I went into a place. I looked around. I thought, oh, boy, these guys look pretty rough here. This is this is the Northwoods here. Northwoods rednecks. Yeah, I minded my peas. I didn't challenge anybody to a game of pool. <laughs> Oh, that's that. You can get in trouble doing that. Yeah, especially you start paying for playing for money. Oh yeah, you don't, don't want to do be that. doing that with the local no, rednecks. Don't do that because especially if you win, they're, they're real. They're right. your, They're your buddies if you lose. Oh yeah, you're the, yeah. But you're don't the you dare win. Don't win. You'll be well. I, you'll be well hated. Yeah, I could tell you, my my brothers in law, and I, we. Oh, how do how how do we put this nicely? 
We got into some weird situations when we were younger, and uh, alcohol was involved. Yes, I admit that. And uh, but I, I, it's stories I just can't tell on the radio. But Danny, someday I'm gonna have to sit down and tell you some of those stories because uh, they were some. Well, I told you woo. that. Told you the time the guy pulled the gun on us, and uh, where was that at? Uh, we went ice fishing way up. In the middle of the North Woods. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yep, we drove yep. off the ice in the middle of the night during a snowstorm and started again. That's what my buddy Scott did. He started playing pool with these guys, and the bartender came over, some gal, and she says, "Those guys are ex felons." She says, "I wouldn't be hanging around them." And that's when we went out onto the uh, on, onto the ice, and Scott went over to their little shanty and started playing cards and further cleaned them out. And then he drank too much, and they had a tackle box that looked just like Right. And he just drunkenly grabbed it and walked back Because he thought it was his. By our, yeah. by our truck. And next thing you know, they come pulling up with their brights on, screaming and yelling. And he started yelling at them. And next thing you know, this guy pulled out a gun. And, yeah, that was a scary moment. Yeah. Well. Don't play cards or pool with the local rednecks for money. But when it comes to fishing, you know what I you know what I was doing this weekend? Fishing? Or actually yesterday. Thinking about fishing. No, my wife had a outpatient outpatient procedure that I had to sit there for a couple hours and wait, okay? To read a Sports Illustrated? No, I, I took, like when your kids were born. No, I took that You old, probably were huh? in those days, right? Waiting what? room when your kids were born. You weren't in there, you know, like no, I was. taking the hand off or anything like no, that. No, they they asked me to cut the umbilical cord and I said, "No, thank you." No way. Well, you were in there? Oh yeah, all of them, yeah. And and then one of them though. You're old school. You're an old guy though. I but, didn't think hey, any old guys did no, that they, stuff. No, yeah, we, we were in there. Yeah. And, did your uh, wife? Your wife made you do it. But I'll, I'll recommend. No, not really. But I'll recommend one thing to any uh, going to be new father. Yeah. Don't watch the kid coming out. Don't watch that. It's kind of gross. You're, you'll be scarred for life. It's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see it's... that. <laughs> you don't want to see that. Especially all the stuff that comes after. No, 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 no. It's, I am scarred for life after that. No, I no, terrible. But anyway, so anyway, you were. I got you off the subject. You were taking your wife in. Oh yeah. So what the book I took with me was the old Time on the Water book by Bill Gardner. Right. Great book. I would recommend if if you could find any, if you could find one on Amazon or eBay or wherever. I would recommend that book highly. It, uh, it, it, you know, basically it's a book about a guy who was working for the Associated Press in California. He saw a sign on on a bus that said uh, "Get out now," <laughs> and he said, "You know," and he used to vacation in northern Wisconsin. And then he said, "You know what? I'm going to take a year off. I'm leaving the AP." I'm going to go up to the Northwoods of Wisconsin with my wife, my kid, my two dogs. And I'm going to write a book about musky fishing, which he was not very adept at. And uh, I'm going to spend every day on the water, or try to, of a whole musky season, spend every day on the water looking to catch that one big musky. His goal was to be on the Vilas County top 10 list that they have every year. That was his goal. Of course, he didn't reach it. But his day-by-day accounts were very interesting. I mean, it's a really a good read. It's a good read, yeah. So. See, like me, I'd, I'd be like, I don't know, I, I like that. Just, I don't think I'd want to read some guy's diary. It, it's more than a diary, though. It's more than just a diary. 
I mean, and he brings up a lot of names in there. Booker is, was guiding is, up there at the time. Oh, that'd be so, that'd be interesting. So he was talking about Booker, and uh, and he'd go over and visit Booker every now. It's, you know, it, it's got daily musings. Like, yeah, remember, remember yeah, it's kind of like a diary. Remember I guess. when I got the book from the French guy, and it was titled oh. "Fragrance of Grass." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fragrance. And of it was grass. the same type thing. It was talking about in all this flowery flowery language about. Uh, mm. You know, then out being out in the outdoors mm-hmm. and this and that. Then I thought it was over the top. Well, he, this Bill Gardner uses flowery. He doesn't use flowery language. He uses language that people use. I mean, he doesn't get uh, with the four letter words. You could but, write, but he <laughs> gets some. You good could ones. write a book with your daily musings. <laughs> Here, <it's how> <laughs> as I took another drag off my smoke and let it. <laughs> Flip out of my lips and curl up into the air like the clouds in the sky. Yeah. I thought about my next cast. <laughs> yeah, I, I could muse a lot. You know, Larry funny. in the front of the boat. Yeah, let you know, a, let one rip. Evan and I, Evan and I were talking about this. See, Evan's a journalism major, so he, oh. he he writes. You know, he can write stuff. Yeah. He knows the you know the English language, right? Yeah, well, good for you. Barely, <laughs> barely. But. Well. You got a you got a degree in it, so you must know something about it. Well, nowadays, you don't have to do much in college, Tom. It, it, I'm sorry. You, no, you know, can, <laughs> right, right, right away, rip on a new I producer. You, he partied like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Had to you avoid know, that plagiarism stuff. You don't have to do much. <laughs> got a degree, <laughs> ready to take on the world. The internet saved me a lot. I'll just say that. Okay, is that right? yeah? Gotcha. Well, of yeah. course it would. Yeah. But you know the thing is, is that we were talking earlier about how some of these articles that are written in magazines, there's, there's a lot of fat and little meat. In other words, what, what some guys will take, I don't know, eight to ten double spaced typewritten pages, you could do in two. You know, I mean, get to the point, tell what you got to tell. But they, you know, they they got to make certain requirements for certain magazines. Right. They got to be so long, you know. So you got to add a lot of filler in it, you know. And uh, you could just get to the point. That's why I could never, I could never be one of those guys who writes these long, windy articles. I just couldn't. Well, do I it, think you the know? thing too. Some of them have to write articles all the time. Oh, they do. Well, that's your and job. And they got all yeah. these sponsors, right? Right. So anytime they rewrite something, it's it's kind of a big, huge. Oh. Especially those walleye guys. It's a big, huge infomercial yeah. about using this, oh, use is. this, use there's that. A, I went, I get out to that. And cup, after you're reading it, yeah. and they're giving you generic, rehashed information that they're really not telling you where to go yeah. and how right. to do it right. and what yeah. to do. Yeah. I'll tell you, and there's a couple that I, do, I don't like in the walleye pro stuff. There's a couple that I, I've met I don't like. But anyway... But I was just re I was reading an article in a magazine by a, a well known muskie angler, and I mean he's talking about the same stuff that we were talking about and doing thirty years ago, you know. Yep. But and and if you notice, a lot of the articles are re if it's not about a new technique or some type of new bait, how to rig it or whatever, it's all the old stuff. It's always rehashed and brought up again every couple of years. It always is. It's it never fails. That's why I could I didn't last long as an outdoor writer for magazines because after I wrote a story I couldn't write it again because I already wrote that. I already did that. Yeah, I already did that. You know, it, it was boring to me. But anyway, we got to go to a break, folks. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number if you want to get in touch with us, or you can email us at the Smokies Inbox for, at the CEO Guys at Yahoo dot com. 
You are listening to 1250 AM or 105.7 FM, The Fan. Godzilla. Godzilla. There's a a new Godzilla movie out. They they played this music to uh, one of the Godzilla Godzilla movies. Yeah. Yeah, All of a sudden, the Japanese guy goes, Godzilla. It's going to sink their ship. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. In the first Godzilla movie, in the very first one, there's these Japanese people in this high-rise office building. And Godzilla, he comes out of the... The, the sea out of the ocean, you know, and he's coming down the street and he's wrecking everything. And the guy looks out and he sees him. Now, mind you, first time Godzilla is ever seen by anybody, right? And right. what does the Japanese guy do? He goes, Rook, Godzilla. Is that what he says on the movie? Yeah, he says, Rook, Godzilla. Well, how did he know that was his name? <laughs> well, maybe Godzilla. <laughs> how did he know? First time he ever Wait a seen second. it. How did it get the name Godzilla? Who knows? The writers. Is, is like Godzilla like an ancient folklore, Asian folk, folklore? I can do some research Godzilla, if do you some, want. Yeah, you're a, you're, a, you're a journalism major back there. You can do some research on this. I'll take back everything I said about your degree. You earned every bit of it, buddy. So, Tom, I got to show you something here. Yeah, okay. Hold on, let me bring it up on my flip phone here. Uh-oh, Have okay. you got your cheater glasses, yes, old I do. man? Yes, I do. Okay. I got All a text set. from our buddy Ron, who needs to do more work. Johnson is supposed to just screwing around fishing. All right. And how big is that perch? 16.25 inches. Look at that Oh, thing. my God. What did it hit? A, a bass lure, I take it. No, he's out walleye. He got his limited oh. walleye. He's up there fishing by himself in the Bay of Green Bay. 16-inch perch. Yeah. Look at the colors. That thing looks like a peacock. Yeah, Have that's awesome. Now, that's beautiful. What is... Wow. What is the record for oh. perch in Wisconsin? Hey, maybe we should ask our... Uh, what? Smart audience. Wait, did you get the updated book like you said no, you were going to? Oh, for, yeah. I oh, forgot. Yeah. He I said f- two months ago, Evan, he said he's going to get the updated book. Two, I, a year ago, he said I was giving him a I cup, keep forgetting. it says 2000. Okay. The state record yellow perch caught in 1954 on Lake Winnebago was three pounds, four ounces. Does That's, it have the length? No. Is there a catch and release length record? Oh yeah, yeah, I can look that up. Okay. Oh, I gotta find catch and release. These guys, they're kind of slow with the. Okay, here's okay. Now I gotta find perch. Perch. Yeah. That begins with a P, right? Does that Eric? Is that with a P? Journalism major. Yep. Go to it, the P's. Tom. I just checked. It does start with a P. It does. Okay, that's good. That's okay, right. there we go. Oh wait a minute! Right. I went too far. Too far. Uh, here we go. Yellow perch. Catch and release. Oh. How big was his? 16.25. The biggest catch and release perch. Drum roll. In here. Caught by Tia Weiss. Tia. In Lake Cascade, Idaho. Spit it out, will ya? In February 7th, 2016. <laughs> Jesus. We gotta all go to break. Tackle. This is the all tackle record. Oh, this is world record. This is the all tackle. 
All tackle. Is this record. just with world or Wisconsin? Oh, the whole state, I guess. No, I mean the whole Jesus, uh, country. Tom. The whole country. World. Well, it all. They're all from the USA. So, okay, ready? Sixteen inches. So he beat it. We got to give him a call and tell him he just caught the world record catch and, catch release. and release perch. But I wonder if he can get it certified. Did, did he take pictures of it up next to a ruler and all that stuff? Uh, he might have. Knowing Ron, he might have. But he likes to take pictures more so with his face in there. He just loves pictures of himself and fish. <laughs> There's something wrong with the guy. His brother Dan will tell you that. He loves looking at himself holding a fish. Yep. And all the other ones in the catch and release for the different weight class or different pound test line classes, they're all uh, used for 14, 15 inches, some 13s. Yeah, but how uh, six, 16 incher is the biggest. Well, let me ask you, Tom, how much would a 16? You said the is it the world record purchase three pounds or the Wisconsin record purchase? The Wisconsin. Okay, so how much would a 16.25 inch? I'm perch guessing it weigh? Was, I, I'm guessing it'd be around a pound and three quarters. I'm Thanks. guessing. Yeah, a, a largemouth would be about two pounds. Yeah, maybe I was going to say. I was going to say maybe, maybe a little over, maybe two pounds. But they're not as deep as like a largemouth. They're yeah. not as wide or as deep. Although Let, they can be on the Bay of Green. I've you've seen some oh, bloated some perch that yeah. look like they're okay. Back up. Okay. You think that's probably a female perch that he has there? Sixteen point two five. I would. Can you imagine catching that be. in the spring with its belly full of spawn? Okay, you want the yellow perch world record? Yes, I want the world record. <clears throat> world record caught by Dr. C.C. C. Abbott. That was Mr. Costello's friend. From He caught it in Bordingtown, New Jersey. That's a lie. There's no such thing as Bordingtown, New I, Jersey. And I doubt He's this record. I, I doubt this record. This is okay. the, the record was caught in 1865. He was in Bordingtown, New Jersey, somewhere cheating on his wife, and that was the story he gave now, her when he came back that he caught a record perch. It says there four pounds, three ounces. Uh 1865. I don't know about their records back then. Ah, uh, they didn't even have good scales back then, Tom. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, uh... Yeah, that, I don't know. That's not right. All I got to say is that's a pretty big perch that he got. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, our state he records... He could probably, if he took a picture of it on the on the measuring thing with, you know, on the board with his camera, he could probably register that and get his name in that book, but... I don't know. Who cares about catching release records anyway? I know I don't. I, I, I it's the kept weight records yeah. that mean a lot to me. The biggest. Yeah, not, sec- the not biggest. second biggest. Biggest. The biggest. The biggest. That's right. And forget that all tackle stuff as well. Yeah. But some people like to just say they got a record. Yeah, that's true. Which hey, that's fine. If that brings them enjoyment, yeah, if it great. Brings them enjoyment and that's happiness. Fine. That's, yeah, that's that's fine. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I mean, I'll congratulate a guy, you know, like uh, Eric Catlin, our my uh, our old friend Eric Catlin, right? He he owns two uh, catch and release records for catfish. <clears throat> I think uh, on four-pound test line, he got a 43-incher. And on two-pound test line, he got a 38-inch catfish. <laughs> I mean, these are flatheads, yeah. So those are big fish on super light line, you know. 
uh, t- took them many, many hours to catch these fish. You know? So so my fishing report for this week is went to Nababin yeah. and caught nothing. Went out there with uh, Greg and Brian, and Brian has a house right out there, and we went on the pontoon boat on a beautiful day. Went out there, tried some wacky rigging, tried some live bait. We got one four-inch perch. I think it was a record. Uh, that would have been the record smallest <laughs> perch. So uh, then it was into the uh, Pango, uh, pl- uh, whatever it is, bar right on the beach there, and we got $5 burgers. That was the highlight of go. the night. But beautiful day to be on the water. But, you know, I'll tell you, fishing from a pontoon boat, if it doesn't have a locator and a, and a, a bow mount electric motor, I mean, it is so hard to to do anything you know especially if you don't have that electric motor i mean at least without the locator you can see the weed lines you know at right, least but right. but without that electric motor i mean my goodness how do you stay in position you're you're at the mercy of the wind you know it blows you around you can't stay in the right area i mean i oh no i'm sorry i it's gotta have that i i i just go crazy if it doesn't you know i couldn't do it i'd rather just sit there and drink martinis or something yeah, right. You can't have Tom going nuts on the boat. No, you Crazy. don't want that. We, gotta, we don't want that. Okay, folks, we got to go to a break. Keep but com- calm. Yeah. Coming up next is the gut report, and I have got such a good one for you. It's about I know time. I mentioned it a few weeks ago, but now I'm going to give you the particulars, and you got to try this. This is awesome. You will love it. That's if you like jalapenos. But we'll get into that and more. He's Dan Bush. Like I'm jalapenos. Tom Newbauer. And, of course, Eric, and I'm not even going to get into the Heffelfinger stuff. I mean, Aaron. Aaron is here. What? Aaron? Evan. Is not, Evan. 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 <laughs> See? I didn't Evan. look at my note. Well, I had it right well, before, you're, right, you're Evan? A, you, but I got the last name right. Yeah, that's the most surprising thing to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, who can forget Heffelfinger? Heffelfinger. Who can forget that? I'll remember that oh, name until yeah. the day I die. I I think. Most women I've met have forgotten it. No, Remember in no, 47, we out. had that state championship team, and Heffelfinger was our guard. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Heffelfinger, Knaus, Nurlonski. Whoa, what an anchor team that was. <laughs> we'll be right back with more, folks. Stay tuned for more of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. All right, here we go. How many of you like or have had jalapeno poppers? Danny, you like those? I like jalapenos in the evening, but not so much in the morning. Okay, well, not in the morning, of course not. But anyway. And I sometimes kind of regret them. My daughter-in-law was over at Trace Locos, her and my son, and they were at Trace Locos in Muskego, and they ordered some jalapeno poppers. And when they came to the table, they said, Oh, these you must got the wrong table. These aren't. We ordered jalapeno poppers. And he says, this is how we make them. Well, she's asked the guy, well, how do you do that? And he told her, and and I've made them twice already, and they are fantastic. Okay, this spit is it what out. You Let do. us know, Tom. First of all, you got to go to the store and buy a bag of those egg roll wraps, okay? Egg roll wraps. Now, you take one to three jalapenos, no seeds or ribs, depending on how hot or mild you want it. A brick of cream cheese, and you, oh, by the way, you put this all in your food processor. A brick of cream cheese, three or four tablespoons of sour cream, quarter to a half a cup of mozzarella cheese. You blend it all in that food processor so it's nice and smooth. Now, you might have to add a tablespoon or two of milk because sometimes the blender doesn't want to, the food processor doesn't want to 
circulate properly unless it's got a little bit of liquid in it. Anyway, then you take about two tablespoons of this mixture, a good two tablespoons or more, and you roll it up in an egg roll wrap like an egg roll, and then you just fry it. It takes a couple minutes aside. Man, oh, man, are they good. They are terrific. They are that that egg roll wrap on there with that stuff, all that concoction in the middle, super good. So, so if you like jalapeno poppers and you've had the regular jalapeno poppers, you will love this. So try it. I would recommend it highly. So do you put them on the grill or something? No, you, you fry them in a little in some oil. Okay. You gotta fry them in oil. Fry them in and, oil. And you just and you fry the, the egg roll wraps uh, you know till they're like a light golden brown, you know. But Here's what I found, though. Every now and then, if you don't wrap them just right, they tend to split a little bit, and some of that filling will come out in the oil. They might split a little. So a few uh, might. You like uh, that stuff just oozing out. You don't want it to ooze out. You really don't want them no. to split. No, you don't want them to split. You don't what, want to lose What that kind stuff. of oil, Tom? Any kind of oil. Any oil? Just regular old vegetable Canola, oil. No, just olive. Yeah. No, no olive oil. No. No? That, no, no. That doesn't take heat well. So you want regular vegetable oil, canola oil, something like that. Olive Just the, the cheap you, stuff. Tom. Yeah, but it doesn't attain. It doesn't go up to the high heats as well as vegetable. No, no, no really. You can't. Olive oil is not good for high heat. No, you don't want that. What's it good for then? A lot of other stuff. Oh, I'll tell you. You, you want to know what it's really good for? Yeah. Put a couple tablespoons of olive oil in a pan and scramble like about three eggs. Mix them, scramble them up, and put them in there in the olive oil, and fry them that way. Scramble. Keep moving them around. Delicious. Delicious, yeah. It's great on pasta, too. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah, of course. Pasta. Oh, yeah. oh olive oil on pasta. Olive oil oh, yeah. on pasta? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you mix like it with- Like a salad dressing type thing, or just well, to- you, No, you mix it You can it put it in the it. water, and then yeah. also at the end, if you want to add a little more, you can, once it's in the bowl, you can Never add a little bit. Never put your oil in your pasta water. I'm telling you this right now. Never do that. You got to add salt, yes, but never put oil in the pasta water. Trust me on Why? this. He just said it's okay. No, don't do it. Why not? My dad taught me to His do dad it. taught him to do it. Why are you No, it doesn't work. Him. It doesn't do anything. How do you? It really doesn't. doesn't. It just floats to the top. That is true. It just floats to the top. It doesn't do anything. You it doesn't add hurt the salt, anything. It, but it's just wasting olive oil because it doesn't well, do anything. Know, what you do is you put the olive oil. Money too. Once you put the noodles into the pan with all your other stuff, whatever, however you're making it, then you put the olive oil in, but not in the pasta water. Trust me on this. All the great chefs of Europe do this. Know this. <laughs> okay, hey, listen, Chef Tom. Listen, uh, the, the 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 gut report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma and Milwaukee, and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, thanks to everybody listening to us and or calling in, emailing us, ceoguys at yahoo.com. If you want to send us a message here, we don't text or Twitter. Uh, But on the line, (laughs) I believe we've got Dennis, our Boulder Junction connection. Good morning, Dennis. Hey, Dennis. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Dan. How are you guys doing? Okay, you said you're, uh, hey, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Yeah, wait a minute. I got to pull it up. We got ah. an email, and it says uh, next time you talk, you, you're called the Emperor of Boulder Junction. The Emperor? Yeah, that's what somebody said. When you talk to the Emperor of Boulder Junction, 
Make yeah. sure you ask him about this bar and supper club, Gooch's, I guess, that was burnt down? Yes, that happened a week ago. Uh, somebody hit a tr- uh, light pole, uh, probably alcohol-induced driving, and uh, their car started on fire, and the fire spread from the car to the building, and they lost the entire building, and that was Gooch's uh, A1 Sports Bar, which used to be Shrimp's Legend, which was uh, a popular spot for I don't know how many years, lots of years. It says it. It says in the email that uh, they had hundreds of mounts of like deer, bear, wolf, squirrel, raccoon, all all kinds of mounts, and of course fish. You know, fish. Yes, he had huge. Uh, the whole place. That's what the the le- the, the word legend comes from uh, for the establishment of the place and all the mounts that used to be in there. And uh, the place was full. There was everything that you can imagine, and uh, it was all lost in the fire. And that's a shame. But uh, he plans on redoing the, the rebuilding and starting over again. So wow. he saved them a few months to get a start on it. But That's... he'll build it up quick. He was a uh, he and his wife are very hard workers, and they uh, they uh, they'll do a good job, and they'll get that restaurant back up and running soon. So what a what a freak accident! The guy hits a light pole. The car must have kind of went off the road right by the restaurant. Then if it if it spread. The light pole was just a couple of feet from the restaurant, and and it was the service pole that brought the service to the building. And uh, um, he, uh, the car started on fire, and by the time they got out of the car and and they had an ambulance coming because one was hurt, um, the ambulance got there, and the ambulance turned around and made a call to the fire department that uh, hey, we got a, a flame here, and it's not it's going fast. And it was an old building, and it was uh, a lot of wooden structure and sure. frame, stick frame. So it doesn't take long, and it ended up with about between 18 and 20 different departments fighting the fire, and obviously to keep it from spreading as well. Right. But uh, we lost we lost a, a stronghold, a beautiful place. Uh, we had lots of meetings there, uh, outings, uh, fish outings, uh, ice fishing outings, and and uh, ducks unlimited dinners. And it was it was a nice place, and it was a very popular place. I was going to say it's noted as a landmark. I guess. It was. It was a landmark. Yes, it was. So how's shame. the fishing up there in Boulder Junction? Fish, fishing is uh, picking up. Walleye action has been slow because the water's been warm. We've had a lot of warm days. And today um, we're going out. Pete and I are going out today to fish um, where you, we've changed our tactics a little bit because it's a clear sky and, and it's going to be a bright day. So we're going to get a brackish lake and see if we can't go find some walleyes. Water temperature is about 68 degrees. So those fish are going to start going here pretty soon. And uh, but you got to find them. I know the some of the guys that I've talked to and people that I've been up here with uh, said that the fish are out there, but they're tough and they've got plenty to eat right now. So you got to work on it a little bit. Any, any, not as easy as it was a couple months ago. Any big muskies caught up there in Vilas County? Uh, I haven't heard any this week, Tom. Uh, it was a busy week and I haven't heard too much. But the week prior to that, they were getting some nice fish. A friend of mine got a forty-five, uh, and uh, that was a beautiful fat fish that he caught and. 45-incher? 45-incher, Okay. Yeah. Not a 45-pounder. Yeah. Come huh? on, Tom. 45-inch <laughs> yeah. fish, and it was okay. a nice big fat fish. And there, there's been some nice fish follow-ups. Uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I brought in a 36-inch northern, which was a huge northern for up here. Yeah. And it uh, wasn't five minutes later, I told the guys, I said, hey, look to the side of the boat. Look what's coming up here. And I, I bet you it was at least 40, 45 inches, and it was a fat fish following my, my uh, jig up for walleye fishing. 
and I brought it next to the boat and brought it alongside the boat, and everybody got a chance to look at it. It was just fun to see. Yeah, but, it is. Uh, yeah. But uh, there's. We'll see what happens today, and, and uh, next week or so I'll give you a call and give you an update on the muskie action as well. I know it's picking up. Muskie fishermen are starting to come back, and that's time of the year. And the water temperature, like I say, is dropping. This morning the air temperature, the ambient air is about 45, 40, 44, 45 degrees, so it's cooling down. Good. All right. Well, Dennis, thanks for calling. Appreciate yep. it. You guys, you guys be good, and I understand you're quite a chef there. I'm listening to your you're talking about <laughs> but don't put the olive oil in with the noodles. Don't put, no. Don't put it in the 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 pasta water. Yeah. yeah don't put don't, it in the pasta. Water. Don't do that. Don't Dennis. do that. All right, Dennis. Thank you very okay, much. Nice All right. That, all right. That was Take Dennis care, Royce, our Boulder Junction connection. Now we got to go to the Hornschwaggle. That's right. You can win a wonderful prize package. What will you get? Well, it's sponsored by Carl's Country Market. They, they're known for their award-winning sausages and everything meat and more. They're on Pilgrim Road in Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. You'll get a $10 gift certificate if you're right to there. And then you'll have your choice of Baitmate products and or Coleman insect repellents or a, a first aid kit. Man, you'll get all kinds of stuff. I mean, you can win some really nice stuff. Be a contestant on the Hornschwaggle. Danny, if you've never played it before, Danny will explain it when we come back. That's right here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. All right. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for rocking with us this Saturday morning. Right now we have our Hornschwaggle segment, and who do we have on the line? We have Harry in Shorewood. Harry in Shorewood. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Doing good. Doing and you good. use that term loosely, I yeah. hope. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Very loosely. Okay. <laughs> so here we go, Harry. Uh, you know, hunting season is coming up right around the corner. I'm getting all excited, getting ready to go out. And yeah. uh, so we're going to go on the topic of firearms today. So here oh we go. Here we go. I have a Stevens, a Stevens um, rifle in 243. And actually, a Stevens rifle is actually made by the Savage Arms Company. It's kind of their budget line. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? No Hornschwaggle. No Hornschwaggle. Give us All a All right. Ring. That's one. Good job. Thank you, Evan. Good, good ring. Okay. That was a good. That was a good guess, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, 50-50. Fair, uh, <laughs> firearms. Uh, there's many famous firearms manufacturers out there, and uh, many of them are actually named after the person or folks that started it, such as Winchester, Ruger, Browning. Those were actually the names of the actual dudes who started the companies. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle. No Hornswoggle. No Hornswoggle. All right. Well, yeah. you're a winner now. All right. But let's let. Well, we got to see if you're yeah. three for three, so you can see really. See if we can do that. So we can really boost your old self-esteem here, Harry, this weekend. So oh, I thought it was going to boost my prize winnings. Yeah. Well, no, not really. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, the 308 caliber rifle is very popular deer cartridge, but it's not inherently very accurate. Hornswoggle or no Hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Now that's a hornswoggle. Three oh eight's often with, that's been used as a sniper uh, around oh. by police departments. So yeah, that's one of the reasons. Uh, a little even okay. more accurate than the odd six. But anyway, you're still two for three. You still win. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mail you a uh, 
a card. Give me something good, guys. Ten dollars. That ten. That's good. Ten dollars for uh, Carl's. You ever been to Carl's Country Market? I love that Meets. place. Okay, you're gonna love it even more because you're gonna have ten buck gift certificate in your pocket. I'll get it mailed out right. to you in a couple days, and then uh, you get something from Baitmate uh, and Coleman Insect Repellents. You can pick your flavor of uh, fish attractant, like panfish or walleye or game fish. Um, game fish is fine. Game fish is good. I like that. That game fish stuff. I think it's like yep. uh, got like garlic and salt in it. Game fish. Yep. And uh, what kind of repellent do you want? Deet or a deetless one? Deet. Deet. What do uh, you want? 100%, 40%? 100, 100%. Oh, my God. What are you going into the African bush somewhere there? You got that's some heavy mosquitoes? <laughs> oh, my God. That's, let's do the 40%. That's right. Yeah, because that 100% is wicked. I had some bear hunting years ago, and I had it on my cloth gloves and the gloves actually stuck to the stock of my rifle. I had to pull my okay. hand out of the glove and peel the glove off the rifle, and then there were the finger imprints where I took the oh, finish God. right off. That stuff's <laughs> wicked. Uh, okay, 40%, and then you left your information with uh, Evan? Yes, I did. Okay, you get two separate mailings. Be about two weeks. Should should have it by then for sure, and thanks for listening. Thanks, thank Harry. You, Congrats. All right, take thanks, care, man. Brother. Yep. All right. Thank you. Hey, all right. We got another winner. That's what we'd like to see. We like to see people win, Tom. Yes, yes, definitely. Speaking of winners. Oh, yeah. I was listening. I've been listening. Now that I got my new truck, I can listen to 1250. Right. The old truck I couldn't change. Right. Uh, our old producer, Ryan, was filling in in yep. the morning here. Yep. Yeah. Ryan Horvath was in the morning show. And, yep. and I didn't realize at first it was him. And he did a fantastic job. Yeah, he's been he doing a lot of filling for really, several months now. And really sounded good. And yeah. then I uh, I was listening to Billy. Yeah, Billy Schmidt. Billy does a fantastic job. Yeah. And I think he's the next Bill Michaels. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I was impressed. They all do a great job. Yeah. The only thing is, is that Bill Michaels doesn't have a, hand, a man bun. <laughs> and if Billy's listening now, he's going, that son of a gun. <laughs> or words to that effect. You know, what? you used to give Billy a hard no, time about his weight, too. That was you. And let me Never tell you, buddy, me. And if Billy, the two of you clowns got on hey. either side of a teeter-totter, guess what? <laughs> Your side would go down first. I'll tell you what. The teeter-totter yeah. challenge. Yeah. Well, that's what we ought to have. Yeah. I think we could make money. A fundraiser, teeter-totter challenge. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah right? There Couldn't we you get go. something going there? Yeah, you could get some ad space for that, get some yeah. sponsors. That sounds like a really good deal. We yeah, could, right yeah. out in the parking lot. Right here in the parking lot. And then mm. one guy gets on one end of the teeter-totter and the other gets on the other. And you see which it down, which end goes down first. You can make a whole event, get like a petting zoo, get like a whole carnival. Well, I got a guy oh, who now, does you guys, that. now you guys are getting we, just carried guy's away. Magic shop. He you does guys... that right out in the parking lot and has a petting zoo for kids. I look out the window, there's a llama out there. You gotta boat. watch out. I think those are, are those the ones that spit at you, llamas, or is it the other oh, one? No, that, those I think are it's the alpacas. The alpacas spit at you. <laughs> yeah, what? alpacas. Alpacas. They look like llamas, you know, but they spit at you. How do you tell the difference between an alpaca and a llama? I have no idea. I don't do know. they have some distinguishing characteristics? As no far idea. as I know, I think it's just the fur is different. One has a different horn. Yeah, or one something. they raise for their feathers, furs, whatever, <laughs> whatever they have. <laughs> I don't know. I know nothing about those things. But I'll tell you what we're going to talk about when we come back after the up sports update at 7 o'clock. What's gonna, that? I want to talk a little bit about the perch fishing on Lake Michigan and about a big perch I saw one time. And that about Would what? you have a big follow-up? No, follow no, it wasn't me. No, no, I'll, I'll tell you the story. Tail and no, 
He I'll went three you. times around <laughs> in the figure eight. I just couldn't uh, get him I'll, to eat. I'll, I'll tell you about it when we come back. But uh, there was, uh, you know, the, the DNR has been trying for years to figure out how they can increase the purse population in Milwaukee. You know, we kind of know what the why the perch population is down, but the question is, how do they get the perch population back again? I don't you know? think there's I don't any know. way. To I don't know. Ever, I don't think I don't, it's possible. I don't think they ever they're will. They're coming back yeah. naturally in some areas. Yeah, yeah, there's there guys are some. Fishing but, for them in Sturgeon yeah. Bay, Green Bay. Well, for those, maybe they're just not off yeah, every pier, Tom, right. where every no. dummy well, can I'm, go out and catch a bucket yeah. of fifty. But I think there's people in the know yeah. who know where to go and how to yes. do it that can still find yes. perch. Yes, but I'm talking about the perch off of Lake Michigan's, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, the, what do you call it? There's uh, some old-timers you know, right who down quietly here. catch some big ones right off by McKinley, or yeah, right McKinley, under the yeah. hone, I mean, in the yeah. middle of winter. They But they, they don't go out advertising it all they, over Facebook. No, but they don't get many. Old guys fishing. Both. Okay. They're both. Anyway, well, we retired guys on a bucket right now. It is time for the sports update with Evan Heffelfinger. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.